Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Conscious Reconstruction. I am the host with the most, aka Tony Melbourne, aka Mr. Mirror Mirror on the wall. First thing you do is start gobbling that mic. First thing you do is literally the first thing you do. Hey, 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 I I don't. It's it's just how I do it. You know how I operate. I move in. I I get animated. Everybody knows Tony is here. I don't know what you want me to do. It's not even coming out. The only thing is, it's not even coming out of the other mics at the same level. So it's just like, yeah, it's just me. It's just you. I'm out here. But back to my wonderful I'm also intro, here. aka Mister. Thank you for sharing. That's our girlfriend now. And obviously, you heard Charles in the building um, being upset that uh, I asked him if he wanted me to use the other microphone. It wasn't even that. I just get. I just asked no, you to do one specific thing. No, no, no. <laughs> you're no, at, no. you're saying like so what? What he wanted me to do is ignore muscle memory because the way that I go into every single show is I start with my head on the mic, then I move back and I give my intro. <laughs> that is literally how I do it every single time. So now it's muscle memory. So what you wanted me to do is ignore muscle memory. And listen to you. I'm sorry that my body doesn't just operate like that. Because my memory is ingrained into you. Well, first things, routine. Uh, I'm a person who's broken a lot of muscle memory inside of my life. So you How look long at, did it take you, though? Depending upon what it is. Was it the first time? Uh, Well, it's never the first okay, time. Okay, cool. So this was the first time. So shut up. If I'm conscientious <laughs> of it, I can. I wasn't conscientious of it at all. Yeah, I, I, I specifically told you. <laughs> And then you said, I feel like that's really far away. This is a technical thing. No, it isn't. Yeah, you said <laughs> you have all great feelings in yeah. this. Was just like we had that conversation. We did. That's not how distance works. So, distance doesn't work off feelings. Right. It, it isn't. All right. So it's far away in comparison to how close the other mic would be to me. How about that? Is that a more accurate I, statement? I don't know why that one's so much more sensitive than the rest of them. I, I know that was, I know that was one of the technically inside of the second wave. I don't. Maybe it's a different because it looks a little bit different in terms of just like the mesh on the thing. Maybe it's just newer. That's what I'm thinking that it is, and that they, the, it probably improved with the later wave, because all of these are a part of the same wave. I know that. And the last two that we got are spare in that one might be a part of a different wave and they just may have increased the sensitivity or something somehow. I'm okay with that. I mean, that makes it a better mic. It's so hard to not move close. Like, it's how I talk. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, Well, it's based off of the Samsonites from like when we first started all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we basically had to be like, like this? right oh, next to it. <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey. And I never wanted to be there, so for me, when we've, it was... We've come a long way. Well, we still got plenty more to we go. We still got a ways to go. Yeah. Did you figure out that um, that list of... Um, the itemized list of things for your uh, programmer? Itemized list of things for Well, I asked you to create a test for programmers. Yes. And then I asked... Um, about the part of my interruption layout? Yes, I do have all those things. Okay. Well, now I need them. You need those things. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Doesn't I do have the part in the no good. I do have I can send you a picture for the part of my interruption layout and I can send and I can send you a good 
comprehensive list of the things that I would like a programmer to know. Okay, because like, for the pirate my interruption layout, I want to find someone to create that for us. Yes, for Sam's. So, and then, uh, what do I need to tell them? Do I just show them that and say make this? I mean, for the most part, you just show them a PTI layout. Okay. Are like, we recording? Yes. Yeah. What the fuck y'all talking about work for? <laughs> you fucking weirdos. I'm mad he made it myself. Because well, no. <laughs> so since you don't want to talk about work. That was real specific, though. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, you know, we're coming up with a new thing. What do you guys know? That was like real, like, no, I need this program. This, like, that's like. Well, no, it was thing. because he remembered at that very particular moment. Mm-hmm. And if he did not actually say say something, he probably would have forgot by the end of the show. Mm. Oh, you definitely didn't do the episode description last week. Yes, I did. It didn't update in my phone. I did it for, I make sure I do it before I leave now. So I don't get in my car and drive the fuck off. There you go. That That's Thank something you know how it would actually look like. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was like, I don't. I did my job. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So I will uh, figure just, out what's going on with that. Oh. Maybe I'll create another one or something. I don't know what the problem is. But we have uh, Kevin Samuels. You and I first? About. Fuck, and you got to go on YouTube. No, I didn't say that. Oh. God, why are you so hostile? <laughs> well, let's let you know. You have to put up that YouTube video. I got timestamps for the video, so you don't have to watch it all the way through. Okay? Do you want us to do that now? We probably should. Now. Okay, pause it. I'll send it to the thing. Oh, you're talking about telling me to pause this. Give me like that. Like, he just gonna come in and talk about some podcasts. <laughs> we weren't even starting with Kevin Samuels, Tony. Who were we starting with? What's we? I don't we were starting with We were starting with whatever subject Tony wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, I just got hyped for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just warrior culture. <laughs> the book that, uh, I don't know what you read in your book. I did. He goes into the warrior archetype in your mindset. So it's not just something that you just see. I forget we're recording. It's not something that you just see in the military and shit. It's actually a part of your psyche that you can tap into that we all got. So I just thought that was interesting that you shared that. And I was like, man, I just got finished thinking about that. Because I have this movie um, that I really like and then don't nobody believe me that I really love this movie, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That is my shit. But it all goes into like... That mentality of being aware. It's so good because when he training them, when he training, they become, it was badass. (laughs) When he's training to become this badass warrior, he actually like, because the premise of the movie is that vampires like are like undercover Confederates, I think it was. Of course they are. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get rid of them. Right, so he stopped Vampire Hunter to become the president of the United States. I'm like, that's really admirable in my head. I know that shit sounds so fucked up, but it's actually just one of my favorite movies for that type of lesson to learn about how he had just like putting down something smaller to like achieve something greater. But becoming then, but president that's the of the United States to kill vampires, hunting vampires, higher than becoming the president of the United States. I know that's so leader crazy. of the free world, but it also got a really cool ass message. Killing vampires, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. I really do enjoy that movie. Kill vampires, and I own it. Killing, killing vampires, <laughs> and I will watch them. it. Like damn, I just really want to watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and it's always a good time. I'm never not tired of that movie, but also it deals with that. Okay. 
Well, the um picture that I shared with the group is uh, where is it at? Ta -ta -ta. From the Sikh Rashid, um of Dubai, the founder of Dubai, Sikh Rashid. He was asked about the future of his country, and he replied, "My grandfather rode a camel. My father rode a camel. I ride a Mercedes. My sons ride a Land Rover. My grandson is going to ride a Land Rover, but my great grandson is going to have to ride a camel again. Why is that?" He was asked, and his reply was, "Hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create difficult times." Many will not understand it, but you have to raise warriors, not parasites. Do you think that we are a culture of parasites? It depends. You have quintessentially what he's saying is you have to raise an entire you have to raise people to be able to go out and get the round. So you have to be able to go out and you have to get your piece of the pie. And he's saying a lot of people when they're given their pieces of the pie, they don't know how to go out and get the round. So that's kind of the. I mean, black people kind of live by that entire motto for the most part. Like to boot you out when you're 18, go figure it out on your own, work life how you want to work life. But so I don't inherently agree with that because I'm for the most part kind of against that entire premise to begin with. You have to teach people how to get their own. They don't just know how to work the entire system. Well, see, I don't know if it's necessarily about like booting them out where it's more like... If you grew up during a time of comp, if all right, so if we grew up during the civil rights era, we would probably be a lot more militant. Hmm. But since we grew up far removed from what would be an objectively harder time for blacks in this country, we have the ability to kind of feel like outrage towards things, but just like type about it and talk about it and know we're like tangible like actions. So that's eventually gonna create like harder times for us. Cause we're not we're in easier times, so we don't feel that need to be as I guess dogged towards that pursuit of a goal. So I guess that's more so what I think he's talking about instead of like kicking him out, but more so like you're just inside of an era where you don't have that level of like hardship. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think we're a little bit more parasitic, but now I think about it in a different context where we're talking about the information age where you literally can just find any answer how that's like a blessing and a curse because you don't have to get an encyclopedia and actually put in the work to go find this and have like, you know, a decent amount of information in front of you or, well now like you could just go on Wikipedia and then you could just find your answer and these blanket statements and just be kind of satisfied with that. But then like you also hit, like you could also be inundated with a whole bunch of information and not know how to decipher that, not know, have no real world experience where that information is just, information just coming in at you so yeah i think we are more parasitic i think we just we all have it pretty fucking easy i mean everybody that we know got a small ass computer in their pocket and you could just pick that bad boy up and make a call like there's nobody that you know for real that ain't got a phone like it's really optional 
to not have this thing, like make your life easier. If I didn't have this phone, it would make it hella inconvenient because I rely on it so much. But or I was thinking about that today when I was driving in the car and it was like no air conditioning in my car. I'm like, I'm hot as fuck. I'm like, well, think about niggas that had to ride a horse wagon across the country to go visit their wife and like driving to Ohio, probably in Columbus, probably took like a day and it was hot. And I'm just like, you'll be okay. You can survive this by driving 30 minutes to go to somebody's house. Oh, I'll make the relative argument that it was cooler then mm-hmm. because there was less global warming. Unless you're in California and you're riding wagons. But the point is at one time it wasn't oh, as easy <laughs> to click a button and be at like, you chose instant fan. <laughs> or like in medieval times, you definitely had to like. All right. For the most part, medieval fan, medieval times are Europeans' faults. They went, they went through, they destroyed a lot of cultures that had a lot of infrastructure okay, and they well, didn't, couldn't replicate the infrastructure. What about hunting? Like hunting for your food. Getting your food is given to you now. You just go. It's not given to It's me. meat. And then, then you, you buy, it, buy it. And then you didn't have I to wait my, for seasons to change. I spent my time to, to get the money to go get it. But you didn't have to wait for seasons to change. You didn't have to wait for the right conditions. You didn't have to hunch over for hours to maybe mm-hmm. maybe not catch this big ass. Hopefully maybe catch a big ass deer or whatever. Or a fucking cow. You know, somebody had to beat a cow with a big ass. Like, now I could just go <laughs> with the little pressure thing. Your fruit, you don't have to I really mean, pick it. We have been. You don't have to make your own doing, clothes. I feel like that infrastructure has been in place since the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. I had a question. What? Um, what would you say has been like one of man's great achievements of our era? <clears throat> Vacuum tubes. Vacuum tubes. Yes. It's like I hit you with something that you had no idea what was just like. Nigga. I know it's for cell phones. Uh, it's for and a lot, a of, lot things. of other things. Yeah, I know. It's pretty much the primary thing that uh, allowed for the most part for our technology to advance the double that it has. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's more impressive than developing a nation from a random gaggle of people? I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think most people just developed the nation. I think they just kind of, majority of those people just had enough militaristic force to force people to actually fit, listen to them. But that's developing. So what they that's did not developing. Was, listen, so that's conscripting I, people no, to was, do what I told you to do. No, but I was able at a time where it's just hunting and gathering to get enough other people to follow me, regardless of how we, if it was militant and chopping niggas head off, y'all get down and y'all lay down. And regardless of how they did it, they still created whole nations and societies. We made vacuum tubes. <laughs> yeah. And with so that, we've pretty much made entire nations and societies. But how do you compare technology? Like, that's the biggest thing with the, like, modern technology. Motherfuckers worship that shit and think, instead of just looking at the nation as a whole and just be thinking, like, well, we're technology advanced and that's pretty much the whole of it and that's it and that's what I'm most proud of but a lot of us are stressed out tired barely get to see our kids we're gaining weight like crazy I guess why would you think like why technology holds so much so much like priority overhead instead of just looking at like wow we're really unhappy people (laughs) I mean most people are unhappy because the 
they're never doing the things that they actually want to be doing. But that's because society is set up like that. Society yeah. is set up like that. We just society is a society is a thing that we decided that this was the way it was going to be, and that we all opted into it. Yeah, but somebody was just like, this isn't good enough, so I'm going to use, I'll hopefully develop a technology to make it different or better for myself. That's not true. Did you opt into this society, or were you born into it? I mean... I didn't opt into this. I was born. I didn't have a, a choice whether I was inside of this society. Um, you get indoctrinated into the society with the norms and how you're supposed to behave and act from a very early age, you don't really have a choice. I, I didn't hey, say, hey, you know what? That's the side over there. That's the one I want to pick. I didn't opt into this. I guess I used the incorrect vernacular in that. But it's so, and the level that, you, that was being spoken of in terms of I'm very stressed out. Well, why are you stressed out? Well, my job stresses me out. So why, why haven't you taken steps to get yourself a different job? But, or, why, but I guess, did you opt into a situation where you were born to a mother that has no education, white or black? Because, I mean, there's poor whites isn't just as well as poor blacks or minorities. Um, and so that's the starting point that you have. You didn't. No, I didn't necessarily choose that. You didn't choose that. And so you might not even have the wherewithal to understand how to get out of that situation. You don't know what you don't know. You remember when you first went to college? Yes. Do you ever remember having a moment of clarity where you're like, I knew a little bit about this subject, but now I'm learning things that I didn't even know to ask about. Yes. If you don't ever have that moment. It is very (laughs) difficult to come from a perspective of uh, knowledge to a perspective of ignorance. Why? Because once you have the knowledge for me, or in terms of looking back, it's just like, I could never perceive a time when, like, we keep, we always bring up the fact that it's just like, me growing up, I attained more knowledge that it was apparently uncommon for me to actually have. But so I guess- when you're looking at, when I'm looking at situations like this, it's just like, I don't know what other people do not know. So I'm always judging this relative to myself. So I was always taught how to have the tools to get out of this particular situation and how to not opt into these types of things. And I, I've seen what is possible, seen what isn't possible. I've seen, it's just like, I've seen my my paternal grandfather work like three jobs, get a psychological degree from Case Western. My grandmother got a master's degree from Case Western. I've seen all this stuff and I've seen it be possible inside of times. Like for all intents and purposes, my grandfather should have been a pilot. But he he threw he flew supply planes in World War II for the army. But they wouldn't give him his pilot's license because he was black. They let him fly a plane. <laughs> let him go into active war zones. But you're not getting your pilot's license for real, for real. Like, I guess for kind of bringing it back. All right. Since now that you want to go in the creative field, how do you think that poses a challenge since you haven't seen? Now you're at a level of, we're going to say ignorance just for a better lack of term. So you are in a state of ignorance because now, like, is it safe to say, like, most of your pursuits are more creative? 
Yes, I'll, I count coding as a creative pursuit. So. Yeah, so now you in a state of ignorance where you don't know where to go from here. Every step you're going to take moving forward, you don't know. And you got to have you got to have a level of like determination or a level of openness to be like, well, I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to ask. Yes, I go to people who know more than I do and I ask questions or I use YouTube or I use a various amount of these other so- like resources that I have that I can now use them. Right, so you are been there, so you can relate. You just not choosing to be in like I'm going to put myself in the position and be like, well, one time I didn't know, and now I do know. For these general life things, I'd say it's more so hard for like Mm -hmm. regular for experiencing the entire field. I can understand, but general life things, I don't get it because I assume that almost everyone gets that level of education, and it's kind of just the where I rest on my default. Hmm. Is, I guess I would say like I view these things as basics alright so look at what your grandfather did in totality yes compared to like the people of this generation yeah my my grandfather's wow. But what I'm saying is like that was probably that's a lot of like the older generation. It, they were putting in that work, but they had to because the time was harder. We don't have to put in that amount of work to get half as far as they did. I mean, that's it was one grandfather, and then I looked at like my maternal grandfather, and he worked at a lumber yard for 40 years, which is legitimately hard work, but Worked at a lumber yard, was a part of a union, got a severance, went back, got a retired a second time, and now he just kind of chills. But yeah, you saw them do a lot of different things. Saw him was, make all that work and retire from there twice. Yeah, because he doesn't. He didn't really know how anything do anything else except for work, but. It's like from my me paying attention, me looking at one grandfather and looking at it just like I've seen like I guess the hustle and grind path, and I've seen the we just go and kinda get a job, work a st- work a steady nine to five, and that's what I'm gonna do for my entire life. And it's just like I don't know, I guess I've seen both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Cause Maybe they're on the same side of the coin, and I just don't realize that they're not two different sides. I just think that they had to work harder at what they did than we have to. Yeah, as far as, like, work goes, they definitely had to work harder. I mean, I just kind of think they had to work differently. I'll say it like this. Um, in the segregation time, most black African-Americans outside of like hate crimes and shit like that were pretty well to do. Relatively. That's not the case anymore. It's the complete inverse. Hard times read great people. I mean, there were a lot of poor black folks back then too. Like Compton, all those places, all the bad places exist. I mean, exist Compton houses. wasn't bad like that. Compton was doing well. Like, it got bad when they started making, like, 
Crack. Crack. When they introduced crack, yes. <laughs> it's like, that's, yes. Yes, that is what they, crack. yeah, crack was a big. Uh, uh, crack pretty much <laughs> ruined the totality of crack. Well, no, it's just crack. like Tony was trying to judiciously <laughs> kind of word his way around it. When. <laughs> Uh, about the big crackhead synthetic in the narcotics were introduced into our overall <laughs> culture you mean when they made crack yes it's <laughs> yes. just like you yeah. got the elephant in the room he's got a crack nice rock on his truck wasn't bad. Like, we, they weren't bad neighborhoods that's like how East Cleveland wasn't bad yeah for the most part they weren't bad they were still overall lower income but I think that was because of the element of community that we fundamentally lack today but what I'm saying is they had that element of community because the times were harder. You were forced. You needed to look out for your um, neighbor because if you're looking out for them and they're looking out for you, y'all probably hopefully make it home tonight. If no one's looking out for you, you might just be in, uh, hanging from a tree somewhere. But that's happening now and no one is looking out for each other. Now that I think about it, is our times actually harder because from the perspective of like you could go to college and work part-time and pay off your college, whatever the fuck it's called, tuition. And even then, think about it, like having a book in front of you, like an encyclopedia, just having that right there, just pull it down. You don't have to have a phone that you have to pay like, what, hundreds of dollars a month for. I mean, now, like our resumes, no, no, wait. Now, okay, going to like, now that our resumes, like now you got to have like 13 times the most skills. Like you can't get off now with just a high school diploma. I would say that around 2008 mm-hmm. to when the housing market crash is when you started to see what the sheet was talking about where, and before that, it was strong men and strong women that created the easy time. So you was living it up in the 90s to early 2000s. Yeah. When I went around that mid. Oh, that's, crash. That's when all the weak men and everything was just doing whatever the fuck they wanted to. And now we're in a much harder time because he said weak men breed difficult times. So, yeah, now it's way more difficult. So yeah. I guess the argue Tony's saying, like, we are not actually we are in, in the e- difficult we're in a time. hard time. Yeah. We're in a hard yeah. time. Yeah. And our generation is going to be the generation to be like, no, no, no. no. We have to start or, we're done with this motherfuckers. It's either ours or Generation Z, which is the ones that are like the younger ones that are really like more irate. More irate and active. Yeah, because they're feeling a lot more of, oh, this is not a good time. Mm-hmm. because we and so that's what it seems like a cyclical but it seems like yeah no we're in the the more latter part of the bad time now where yeah no early 90s it was great you had the dot com era even though it was like you had the buzz people still made lots of money that bus really didn't hurt a whole lot of people mm-hmm. like you only really profited off of it when real. yahoo was out here slinging for hundreds of dollars slinging fucking <laughs> AOL <laughs> AOL, you get an AOL internet yeah, disc, disc in the every mail day. Jesus, yeah. one thousand free hours. Hell yeah! But you can't use the same email again. Yo, fuck you, AOL. Man, I'm gonna use a different one back. I need these. <laughs> I need all of these. Every single one. Thank you. Man, I used to be man. I would run out of them and then be searching. I was like, man, I knew I had some. How I ain't got none no more. 
I could have uh, swore they was around. I, there's nothing I want to do on dial up internet that much. I would just take my own. I guess there's no more fucking internet. No, I would be looking for it. I go to friends' houses. Y'all got one of them. <laughs> no, internet. What were you doing on the internet? The Look depth. at that point. Exactly. And I knew it had to do. K I knew it had to be with the, the fucking computers. bitches. I knew I it. I'm like, was, he was hey, trying to talk a to a bitch or watching them. So I never got into the messenger, like that, all that AIM shit. I was never doing that. I was always looking at some porn. And back in the day, you couldn't, it, there was not all this free porn. It was just like lots of previews on paid sites. So I was just watching hella previews. Yo, now I'm imagining you just hitting the rewind porn. button on the videos you like to come. Man, I would masturbate for hours. It, it was a great time. Oh my God, he found out one video and had to keep her. Why didn't I would it? just go to different, different sites. No, it was just all continuous oh, stroke fest. Oh my God. Man, so like you find then you find like the free videos, but then those would be the sites that would give you viruses and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so but I was really good at like getting the computer to the stage right before it's gonna crash again. Damn. And then allowing it to crash on somebody else. And I grew up a brother, so and it. another dude in the house. So it was just porn. Tapes had access to. I didn't have to go through I that mean, struggle. I didn't have to. Like I have porn tapes. Like uh, okay. But I dropped my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I remember the scene and everything. Wow, that was a good one. <laughs> it sounds like you've been questioning. This nigga sounds so You didn't go to like a dog video to buy it again, your lazy know, ass. I didn't know what it was. You my don't know the name? Came over with a What's blank, the, nondescript VHS <laughs> tape that had an amalgamation of different porns. Oh, uh, okay. And he just put it in and we was watching it. Mm-hmm. I've never and, understood people who watch porn together. Um, my parents have like random stories about how they just so, put it on. I'm like, is this a booming thing? I have thing? one story about that? watching porn with my friends. It's really weird. Um, my friend's mom said that we could watch porn at her house. So then we decided how old were to. You? Um, I was in the seventh grade, eighth grade, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you were at the I age agree. where y'all were probably gonna go questing for it anyway. But you're older than I am, so no. you still didn't have high speed internet. Pro- wasn't nope. widespread in 13 or 14. 13 or 14, I had high-speed internet. And then there was also LimeWire. Um, you, you can find some good stuff on LimeWire. But I wasn't Just really doing that expert. right oh, then. But what? anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, we... All just sat in just like different chairs. Like she had like two armchairs and a couch. And so one sat on the couch and I sat on the armchair. The other one sat on the armchair. And then there was no jacking off. And so then I was like, well, I don't want to watch this with y'all. This is weird. <laughs> like I feel like the point of me watching this is like my dick's supposed to get hard and I'm supposed to beat it. <laughs> I also don't want to pull my dick out around you two. So this is a really leave. conflicting situation. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. Uh, run this to the VCR and <laughs> capture that shit. Yeah, let me. And then we can just sl- we can capture it, and then we can be dealing. Man, points. I had it, and then my little cousin told on me for having the video. But I was so cold with it that by the time that she told them, I had already swapped out the video with another video and was in the pool swimming with my other cousin, having a cool ass time. And then when I finally go look, and to then find when I find it, they played it, it was cartoons. And everything. I was like, I don't know what y'all talking about, so I'm back in the pool swimming. And then they was like, no, nah, go get the other video. And I was like, ah. <laughs> what other video? Man, it was either that or they searched the room. And I was like, you know what? It, you need I, to have more confidence. Time, it was a deal. It was like, 
if you give up the video, there will be no repercussions. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> but damn. If you gotta look for the video and find it. it it's gonna be an issue. So it's the, either nothing or an issue. Well, see, Fuck, at that point, nothing. you gotta have, see, you have to have all confidence and say, go look for it because it don't exist. And you gotta be confident about it because if you're confident enough, they know it does. They don't feel like it's actually going to be useful, yeah, or you got it buried somewhere so secret to the point where they're never going to find it. You mm. think about that shit as a third. He had a fire. Yeah, he just knew he didn't want to get hit. All I know is so <laughs> don't I was hit me, it. nigga. My little cousin somehow was peeping through my window outside in our backyard and saw what was on the screen and like made a noise and I heard her and so I jumped back and like, what the fuck's going on and so I beat her up <laughs> yeah I throw my pants on I, I, I yank her beat her up tell her don't you go snitching on me and then she you know what she did snitched on me anyway <laughs> so you know she had to get another beating <laughs> it's just like yeah but that was wild I Beyond the Thunderdome. Yeah, but no, I had maybe 30, 40 seconds to switch videos and get into the pool and act like nothing is happening. So that's what I beat her up, switched videos, and got into the pool. That tape should have went in the pool with you. It wasn't my tape. <laughs> I was thinking, trying to it get was lost regardless. It was. You know what happened? The whole integrity No, they the gave situation. it back to me, and then I dropped it on my way back to my friend's house, and then I broke it, and we could never watch it again. And that's why I never was able to watch the scene that I loved. I'll tell you what the scene is off uh, mic. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm doing it anyway. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, no thanks. But Danny I, Brown. What? <laughs> tell me no thanks. Pinky ring on is also a cure. But I do think that this is a more parasitic uh, society, I guess. I think that's how we raise people to be more um, looking for how to. Like the pandemic showed you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look for ways to manipulate the system and not have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And not people that like came up with like a side hustle and bought like a whole bunch of workout equipment and like resold it and shit like that. But the people that literally were like, all right, let me find all of the programs that I can get assistance from and just do that. And then when that stops, well, I'm going to find some more shit to, to get it back on assistance from. Yeah. And I think that was like a big like like across the board black white Mexican Asian everybody which is like oh we can we can just be lazy and do this bet I think most people will take the easy ride out regardless of the times if you give them the opportunity mm. but in hard times what real easy routes are there they're not they're always easy. gonna I, the relative easiness of the route may change, but if there is an easy route, say you you got this dude and we inside like, I mean, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, the only person who's probably the person, the people who have, our grandparents probably actually went through some hard times. They went through the fucking Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Like there were no harder times. The, my grandmother's entire existence is sculpted around the Great Depression. It's just like dog and cat food edible because of the Great Depression. It's just like, oh, uh, it's just like my 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 grandmother's entire thing, like 
who she is is because of the Great Depression and the way she actually does thugs stuff and never wastes food and the like hell she is master peeling a potato to the point where there's no white part actually left on the skin. Well, let me ask you this now. Think about I was sorry saying just I don't know random company Dole or whatever, and they outsource like Mexican immigrants to come work for them for like cheaper labor. What position do you think that puts us in when there's like people who could be like equally poor? And maybe if they pay, or maybe if we weren't conditioned to think like minimum wage is a thing or working for $5.61 or whatever is beneath you. Like, we, what do you think that has to attribute to when they like outsource for things like that when it's like plenty of poor people, plenty of people living in poverty that could probably take that job and would be happy for it? As opposed to like maybe if we're just gonna say like maybe we're in a condition of thinking that working. For less than minimum wage, it's like so beneath you, and I have all this pride because I should be paid this this fair amount. <clears throat> I don't even think it's necessary. I that is the minimal amount to exist in terms of being able to pay bills and do other things, mm-hmm. and you can't even really pay your bills on minimum wage. So it's just like you can't really exist making that much unless you have like, I don't know, a couple of roommates and you literally have someone staying inside the same room with you. But we see examples of it working, even though they get paid less than minimum wage. We see, you know, we see immigrants making less than that because they choose to be like, well, I'm going to let go of my pride and just pick up this job. So it is possible to make, to live off of minimum wage. Even if you got to do like a group effort, you would just have to figure it out. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, where is that accounted for when it's like where we think like working for the minimum wage and anything less than that is just so beneath me. The nature of America leads, it's very different from other, other countries and a lot of that stuff because inside of a lot of places, you have entire families, aunts, uncles, everybody living inside the same house. Mm-hmm. That don't happen here. Right. So you can just go to work and you guys have maybe two, three cars and you guys basically, hey, yo, everybody pulls together to pay for the gas, pay for everything, so on and so forth. But America is so adverse to that to the point where they they just fucking hate it. Yeah, it's a level of pride in this parasitic. You're not really putting in the effort or the work. Or like, even if you didn't, Say like me, for example, did I have too much pride to go back to work and be like, well, if you had to go back and work for Wendy's, would you have to do that? I'm like, yeah, I'm open to that if I have to do it. I'm fortunate enough to not be in that situation, but I'm always like in the mind state of what if this don't last forever? What if something falls catastrophically? Because I've been there when something was catastrophic or I didn't have really much of anywhere to go and had to figure it out on my own. Even when Riley was pregnant, I was driving, when I was pregnant with Riley. Oh, I was like, wait, wait. wait. Oh. No, Riley's, Riley's not having a child. Uh, yeah, I when was, like, I was pregnant with Riley. <laughs> All right, there we go. It was just like, who do we Riley? have to beat up? Yeah, like, what's <laughs> yeah, like, just what's like, happening over there, Ash? Yeah, yeah, we had so many questions. When you said Riley was pregnant, I was like, wait, no, no, I don't no, no. understand. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> no, 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 I got no. Tony Sharp knife. No, no. <laughs> we can go over there. We can handle it. No, no, no. He got the 300 blackout rounds. <laughs> no one will know. None of no, that is. quiet about it. No yeah. one, uh, none of that is happening to my poor little child. But yeah. when I was pregnant with my daughter. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I had to, I didn't have anything. I quit working at Kmart and I didn't have nothing. My family was going through like, my father was making like $8 an hour 
and had like two houses. So he had like two mortgages and my mom was retired and she blew our retirement money. It was done for, it was like 2000, when was Riley born? 2011. So right around that weird area, we didn't have anything, like nothing. It was pretty bad. I'm going to say that was like the most povertitious thing in my life. But I had to find the resources to get clothing for her. Um, oh, what your else mom did I just do? got a big lump sum. Yeah, and she took it all in like 2008 or some shit. And it was gone. She didn't know how to. Budget. Anyway, I'm not talking about that. So. It's not, this is a very. <laughs> she had two mortgages. Right? Well, yeah, they had. They bought a house. They bought two houses because they were trying to get in a real estate gang. They both retired and they were trying to get in real estate, but they didn't pay off these houses. So they ended up having in. At one point, three mortgages. Mm. Yeah. That's so <laughs> by the time 2010 and 2011 rolled around, nigga, that shit was terrible. And I was, what, 20? <sighs> that was bad. <clears throat> Nobody had nothing. I just quit working at Kmart because I had personal pregnant issues that I was just like, I'm not fucking working here anymore. And then didn't find no job. It wasn't like I wasn't looking, but I was also pregnant, like in the middle belly sticking out like what we gonna do with you you're about to leave in like three yeah, months we this is not gonna work yeah go home <laughs> yeah ass away from us and then you couldn't get i couldn't get assistance because on paper it looked like them niggas was making buku money like you have houses what are you talking about let me tell y'all how bad this shit was oh my poor, god poor no Bruh. one lives in them <laughs> Like, I had to, like, finagle. I was like, oh, can I say I'm going to live with you? That wasn't working out. Nothing was working out by the time I was pregnant with my daughter. Mm. Terrible. Mm. Fucking terrible. When I tell you, Ash had to just look for, like, resources, like, donated clothes. I had to hit up one of my exes because he got he had his baby before I had mine. His ex's mom. I had to go borrow take shit from him. I was such in a hustle that's mode. That's a like, real interesting thing because that's bruh, like... When Riley, Riley, for the first month of her life, she had to sleep in that car seat. Like, when she, like... Because you usually have a bassinet to put him down to, like, nap yeah. and shit. She was in her car seat chilling. I still got pictures of that shit. Every time I look at it, I'm like, damn. <laughs> that is that is ass motivation picture number one. Bro, I need to get shit like, together. Oh my God. Okay. I had to yeah, like that whole first month before, let's see, she was born in July. September I got a job. So that was two months of ass just really Figuring that, out. that hard time going for you it. Do a lot of different things. Bruh, now I know where the fuck to get all this shit from. You need some milk, got you. Oh. <laughs> See, look, you know how to get your resources, though, don't you? Yeah. You don't need no one else to go get them for you or to figure it out. You can go get yours. Especially when the government don't help you. Oh. It, I don't never think about like those times in my life because it's never like a situation where I get to talk about it. I'm usually not like, this is how hard it was for me. Because I kind of moved past it. But now that I think about the shit that I've been through, like, oh, my God, that was bad. Yeah. So. But also, I figured it out. I really don't be having, I don't put myself in the condition where it's like, it's not going to work. Oh, woe is me. I got to go deal drugs or sell my pussy. It's never been that way for me personally. <laughs> I got to deal you just drugs. just said it so flippantly. Yeah, I got to <laughs> deal drugs and sell my pussy. All right. I didn't choose to do that. There's nothing wrong with people who no, have to. No, 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 no. It's, it's just so flippantly. It's just like, like, like I gotta, is this or this? That was 
would be your was, next choice. Either able to have a normal citizen life, or I'm gonna go drugs and sell my pussy. It's like, why was it such a hard turn? Let me know what else you do. What else do you people you choose to do? I don't know what else people usually do. I mean, you can do the good old fat. You can start credit card scamming. See, look what. Like I said, some yeah, underhanded, underhanded. I mean, there shit. are softer crimes technically co- to commit that have like, because like credit card fraud is pretty frequent and most people don't get caught doing it unless you're real stupid. Yeah, but um, that wasn't about my life. I was just like, well, what can I use around here to make it work? Oh, that was a very interesting time coming out your teens to that. <laughs> but also, I also know now like those hard times really do I'm make. I'm not a child. Huh? What does huh? that mean? Um, a lot of women that have kids in their early 18, 19, 20 and have to kind of like sacrifice their early 20s become really wild and seem like they trying to live for the Afterward? year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they get like... They're well, trying to re- this, like, They're trying, trying to get it back. It's like you're trying to live in your youth and you hitting your 30s. It's like, why are you so focused on kicking it and going out like you? That's not... No, no, you you made different life decisions. You <laughs> sure did. And that's not where you at. It's right like, now. what you doing? I'm I'm about to make my kid this dinner and I'm going out. Yeah. No. Nah. You, you better stay in that bed while I'm gone. Nah, for me, I've never been like a kick it person for real. So it's never been like, I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to go to the club. It's been plenty of situations, but like I really made the conscious decision like, yo, I'm going to try my best at this shit. Like the first couple months though, it didn't click. Let me just get that real straight. The first couple months. I feel like that's the case for most women when they When I was kicking it with Deontay those first couple months after Riley was born. Yeah, no. I was like, baby, what are you mentioning? But yeah, you then, want me to come and watch that? Yeah, she, my mother was like, you just can't do that. I'm like, what are you talking? And she was going to school too. I'm like, what are you talking? And I see my baby and my mother's like at the computer trying to get a degree. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're talking about. I have to watch. Well, I have to watch. I remember the exact moment. I remember what Riley was wearing. She was laying like a frog <laughs> on her tummy. I was like, oh, I understand now. <laughs> I can't just do this anymore. Why was it laying like a frog? Because <laughs> she looked like she was on a lily pad. I could remember this moment vividly in my head. Where I was like, okay, it's time to put that down. And this is what this is for now. But I've never been like a kick it person. Even in my teens, I've never been like, was it what y'all doing on Saturday night? Or... No, just quick like, oh, my mom is tired. And I just got finished kicking it. And I got a tiny little newborn here. This ain't working. This ain't magic. This ain't her responsibility. Yeah, she's yours. And that's when I was like, okay, I get it now. You can't, I mean, you can if you choose to, but I just was like, I'm really going to try my hand at this. Yeah, because your mom not going to let your do- the grandchild fall, but yeah, she also, gonna have, be very you good. and her going to have real strenuous relationships. Yeah. Real strenuous. Yeah, no, I know a lot of women that have a real strenuous relationship with their mom. Oh, based okay. on the because way they treated their kids early on. Oh. Because of the way they treat their kids now. in general. Like, oh, okay. All right, I'm going to go out and Grandma kick it with you and lead a kid. And then the grandma say be home at this time. And they come an hour late. Mm-hmm. So they give you the grace to watch your kid. You can't even abide by being home at the time they say be home. And it's not like you're dealing with a babysitter or something or anything like that. They're not going to just leave the kids. 
So you're pretty much putting them inside of an untenable position completely and totally because they're not going to leave the kids. No, they live in the house. They were living together. So come watch your kid. Mm-hmm. This is not my responsibility. Like, no. you want to go, you work all day. So, all right, kids in daycare. I pick your kid up when it gets out of, when I get off work because you work the mid shift. And then you want to go out and kick it. So you ain't had your kid all day. You don't, you don't see what we're doing to our kids. I'm just really cognizant about how my daughter's going to feel. Sometimes to my own detriment, but now, like you said, now that she's nine years old, she can be by herself for a decent amount of time. Not like I can go out of town and go find a nigga to kick it with and come back five hours later. That's not what I do with my time, personally. It's like, I'll let my mother know, like, hey, I'm going out tonight. But that don't happen often. Not because I'm just like, I have to be a mom and her needs come first. Like, she's older now. I can, she can speak. She can talk. She can feed herself. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of those things I ain't got to worry about anymore. And she quiet and she can tell my mother, like, hey, I'm hungry and all this other shit. So she's a pretty generally real behaved kid. But, um... You were there to be a mother, though. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to negate that because I thought about. I mean, but you raised her to be well behaved, so you had to be present for all these things that come to fruition. Now, I thought that was just her. She's <laughs> just a no, kids decent don't, kid. Kids don't <laughs> pop up like me no. very often. No, not at all. They don't just just like pop up, just be like, like kids are just are the product of their environment. You were probably around nurture. She was around someone that was nurturing and. That's always such an awkward ass argument to have with people who have badass kids because it's just like me talking me talking to my sister about my nephew is just like, uh, so what's going it's just like, why is he funky? Because of you well, we told him what to do. Did you actually like show him that that's the way he's supposed to do these things? It's just like, well, Would you talk to your child like he's a person instead of like he's a servant? It did church servant. Yeah. And that's what most people do. They talk to their children like they don't have feelings. And so, yeah, your child's lashing out because you don't allow them to be a person with you. And then it's like, it's that's always not normal. sudden. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's a, and everyone always treats it like it's so sudden. It's just like, well, it's going to happen eventually. You can't, and once something's broken, you can't unbreak it. You could try like Kitsurugi it and like put it back together with gold. But Bruh, sometimes I think I'm too soft. Like, I remember Riley was just, it was an Aldi. And I'm in the line just, you know, whatever the fuck I was doing. I was just looking at shit like, I wonder how much this costs, whatever, just buying groceries. And Riley, like, she was just running around. She was like, <laughs> and then this white lady came up to me. She's like, you're so patient. Oh my God, you're such a good mother. I'm like, she a kid. She gonna do that shit. Like, I just feel bad when you just see, like, a parent just be like, shit, you stupid ass girl for being a fucking kid. Like, that make me cringe and they raise their hand and shit. I'm like... Because they up, they, they have been frustrated. They've been at work all day. I know they've been, like, I know why. Believe me. I definitely lost my patience. But you be like, it never occurred to me in my head, like, to write, like, yell at her and just, like, behave because I didn't think she but was misbehaving. choices that you're making. Yeah, I didn't think I don't head. understand... <laughs> It's just like me not really having a long fuse with children because I've never really had children. I've never had to, I've never had to exercise that muscle. Yeah, but you just, 
And I remember, but I've also had the one where the the dude was working behind the cash. He was in Marshalls and he was like, your kid's really active. I'm like, yeah, I know. Because I felt like, you want yeah. my kid to slow down? She not, though. <laughs> it's just like, it's a child. So that's what I've been mom's They have like, bountiful energy. If I don't let her run like this, she's not going to go to sleep later. So you know, it's just you like, or more, more like, like, like I said, just thinking about not making a kid feel bad for being a kid. They can't help themselves. Like, like if obviously look like she about to like don't run around in fucking marshals near the fragile shit. Stay with me, please. <laughs> but when uh-huh. I'm at the counter and I'm pretty like aware, I don't know. I like, just I got to do kid things as a kid. We were in like I got to hide between the clothing racks at JC Petty and do some other. Yeah, like, if you just shit. stop thinking kids are just these things that are down here and just I try to put it like, well, what can I learn from my child? Really, because if you let them, they'll teach you. A decent amount. Like, obviously, she can't teach me about practical things. Or, but she also teaches me, like, how not to be afraid to say how you feel or have a fucking breakdown. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> are you upset about this? Or just saying what's on her mind. Like, those are things that she teach me because I want to learn. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just something, I guess, that's sh- mm-hmm. like me. And it's nothing wrong if you are the other parent. Cause I really ain't on my fucking business, but oh, uh, oh, uh, parents are damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, she's not gonna say it, but there's a point at which I will never judge a parent for parenting the best way they know how. Yeah, exactly. But that also requires you to actually parent, and yeah. I don't count parenting as dropping them off at their grandparents' house. That's no, not like that's, that's not parenting. That's grandparenting. That? I think it was Shiraza Ali. She was like, Y'all don't raise your kids, y'all maintain them. Like providing food, clothing, and shelter for your kid is just maintaining them. That's the kind of basic. It's not the totality of being a parent. And oh. I wouldn't say if you wanted to be, like, if you wanted to be a parent, I was thinking about this today. Like, what would you say to someone that wants to? How is it having kids, Ash? I'm like, I can't give you. I can give you some answers. I feel like I complain too much, but but also like what about the things that I don't talk about? About the joy that it give you every day. Like just because it's hard being a mom is why you love your kids so much, you know? It's one of those things. You better love these. It's why you just be like, yo, this just makes it. My little kid got a real cool sense of humor. So that make it worth it every day. The fact that we just laugh with each other. Every day, and we could just be goofy a lot of the time. Out there, calling me choo choo train behind the fucking scenes. <laughs> yeah, she said, just like tell Tony uh, and choo choo train. Because I got like, his name saved as choo choo in my phone, so <laughs> he became choo choo train. <laughs> that was the most. This child is never gonna take me seriously. Like, <laughs> no, she gonna look you? me in the face and be like, choo-choo "Your choo-choo name train. is choo choo train." Yeah, that's what you. It's are. just like. <laughs> she knows your name is Charles, but she's actually choosing <laughs> for you to be I just like, I can throw this entire house at you. You're not going to do it. Your name's Choo Choo. <laughs> it is. Just to me, damn it. <laughs> nah, you don't need that. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I think we've uh, exhausted that. into. Yeah, we sure did. I didn't even get into this book. Well, yeah, I have no idea what's inside the book. What book is it? Don't worry about it now. <laughs> it's a great book if y'all want to know. What's it called? King, Warrior, Magician, Lover by Douglas. Are there different types? Are you like, is it saying that people are different things? 
different you have to be aspects. All those things. Okay, sorry. So y'all can see King Warrior Magician Lover by Roger Moore and Douglas Gillette rediscovering the archetypes of the mature masculine. So he basically go through these right here. These are all different archetypes that's in your brain. All of them have the light aspect and the dark aspect. You can bring yourself out of those dark aspects if you'd like. But the warrior one, you were talking about. Uh, I don't want to get into it. But anyway, it's a good book. <laughs> it's a beautiful book. I can't it, live without this. It book. correlates to she what said, we were I talking can't about. Live earlier. without this. No, book. no, you can't. Remember when I let you borrow my dictionary and a week later I'm like, give it back. <laughs> I'll never let you borrow this book. You on your own with this one if you want to read it. But I do implore people to read this one. Oh, he'll probably get like this if it's an audio book. He'll probably get it. Mm, it's point. really like a reference to help me see things a Tony's lot clearer. Entire interaction with audiobooks is totally different from mine. Now, if you find the audio book and you want to like. Like we were talking about Superior, man. It was kind of like a springboard. This is the shit I'm talking about springboarding into. Okay, well, uh, I'll check it out. Yeah. But I didn't fear Superior, man. But since we're talking about Superior, man, let's talk about high value, man. <laughs> and Kevin, middle name, I don't know, Samuels. What? Apparently Kevin he was on the Samuels. Joe Budden podcast. What y'all think about Kevin Samuels? It's men. What do y'all think? Charles, you want to go first? What do you think about Kevin Samuels? You listen to him? No, you disagree? Think he's an asshole? Think he got? Which one? Jesus Christ. That's such a swath <laughs> of extremes. <laughs> I didn't realize that there were that many. All right, you. <laughs> it's just like. You think. He knows who I'm talking to. <laughs> it's just like. But anyway. <laughs> what do I feel about Kevin Samuels? Yeah. Uh he is an entity that exists on the internet mm. that is primarily for entertainment purposes. So you don't take him too serious? No. I can't take him seriously <laughs> because he's oh. not he is <sighs> he is to women what Donald Trump is to minorities for most things. Mm-hmm. So he says things that are going to get a rise ultimately about a, like out of a lot of these things. And some things that he actually says are set in logic, such as you are a woman who is a nurse. Mm-hmm. You make such and such amount of money and you need a such and such level of person. So you are not going to find this entity inside of this small town more than likely. Because you probably, on average, make as much or more, or you exist at a level that is higher than the majority of the men that actually surround you. And then also apl- applying math to things like, all right, and even inside of that case, you have to think some of those dudes are already married. Some of those dudes are, there's other things, there's, they're, heter- uh, they're homosexuals, but he's trying to get around. No. They might be gay. They might be married. They might not like uh, you. Yeah, and there's, there's going to be a general adoption rate. And then at that point, if you're if you're limiting That's the age, you might be if one you're of those obstacles. You might, like, if you're limiting your age range, he might not be within the age range that you find applicable. Or it's just like, yeah. It's just like, or you could be black, he could be white. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't date black women. It's like there's plenty of th- reasons for him, like these people to necessarily not necessarily like you. And then you also have to find them. Yeah. So after that, and then more oftentimes you don't most people don't exist inside of the circle, exist inside the circle of people that they actually want to end up dating anyway. 
So it's like, as of this point, that is my primary issue is just like, I have to go, I have to go places where people are. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a real interesting reflection on me because it's just like, where do I find the people who enjoy doing the things that I do? Do I have to go to cons again? I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, I, the funny thing is, I for Sam's, I've always thought about us doing a con That's tour. That's what I want us to do. <laughs> I always thought about us doing a con tour. It hasn't been possible because last year when we were planning to do it, but well, me and Marcus had talked, been talking about this, and we were going to do it in 2020. We had lots of cons that we are going to go to. What were you just about to do? Just drive? Yeah, or fly. But um, COVID. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, I'm down with doing the the local con units. I can't necessarily afford to fly all over the place or anything like that. Maybe like one or two. You can drive to the far ones. I always forget who I'm fucking around with. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, you want to try. It's just like, what, what's your goal? I don't even use the bathroom. I just go straight. Yeah, I've driven across country the several that, times, and I can do it in under 48 hours. And I literally mean from one end of the country to the other end in under 48 hours. You better not get in this way when, the, when he comes in. I just sound like that's about to be so miserable driving with this nigga. Can I use the bathroom? No. You can. If you, <laughs> you no, he bath. doesn't use the bathroom. Yeah, I don't, I don't he doesn't know. like using random bathrooms. He is vehemently against it. Like, I stop at a rest area after the 24-hour mark to use the bathroom, see what kind of vending machines they got. Maybe they got some snackage because I might be out of my snacks. Give me some more water. Use the bathroom. Hopefully, because it's the daytime, it's generally just getting cleaned. And then I'll take me a little four-hour nap. And then I drive for another 12 hours. Mm. And then you're probably, at the very least, near where you no, gotta go. After those 12 hours, I'm usually here. You know, it takes... It's I, I've mapped out very my time very specific. It's 24, take a four-hour nap. Because it only takes literally 36 hours to get here. Yeah. So I do two thirds of it in one go. It's like there's very few that I, but there's a few that I want to go to. Like I need to go to Anime Weekend in Atlanta, and yeah, so we can do that. I want to go. You want to? Okay. Well, see, since it's a con, it's not like throwing a steak inside of a a thing of rabid like dogs. So I ain't never been to one, so I want to go. That's it. <laughs> I've never been to one. I want to know what the culture's like. And I'm not even an anime fan. I just want to go. I mean, there's a lot of facets to anime things. Yeah, I know. And all the people are dressed up and shouldn't have fun. That's I'm what not I necessarily. Agree. I don't necessarily I'm do not, cosplay I'm not thing. I'm to work. But <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> to enjoy myself. I don't know. I w- I'm interested to see what the my version of Charles inside of that environment would be as opposed to like younger Charles who didn't. Like. The concert I didn't went to, I didn't necessarily enjoy because it was pretty much me hanging out with the same people that I hung out with here. And I made no real effort to cultivate a different set of things or do anything like that. So but me as I am now, I'm probably a lot more overt and I would probably just be like, I want to run panels. I want to do stuff. I um agree with Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. On what? All a of lot. it. 
A lot of stuff. <laughs> um, I guess I can boil most of what he's saying to women down to accountability. You want this type of man. So you need to be accountable for putting yourself in that position. You think you deserve these things. So you're accountable for making them happen. He don't say it in the nicest way. But that's generally how I boil it down to. And I think that women have a bigger issue with accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, most of what they do is based off of how they feel. And they'll articulate... Around stuff? Not even that. Like, you ever had a woman tell you that she hates you? That you've been dating? Yeah. So she means it in that moment. She's not lying. I upset you to the point where you hate me. Well, that's not really. That's how she feels. I mean, but it's fleeting for her. But that's how they engage with it. So that's why when a woman can say something crazy to you because how she feels, but then that's fleeting for her. Mm, My wrath is not fleeting. The way she feels is fleeting. <laughs> it's just like, like the emotions. So when I use the word hate, it's just like, yeah, you've you've ebbed at a point. But you've no, ebbed to a point. You you've crossed she, the line. And it's just like there's no going back from like. No, but a woman to say she hates you, and that just kind of mean like she upset with you right now. And you you could have just said that I'm upset with you right now. But no, she feels hate. You feel that vehemently because you didn't get your way. What if it's not because you didn't get her way? What the hell else could I possibly do to you to make you hate me? What if you said something insensitive? That means I upset you. You don't hate me. If no, you hate me, you, you wouldn't want to. upset with how she articulates. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, if you hated me, you wouldn't actually want to hear a word that came out of my mouth after that point. No, because it's true for her in the moment. You keep trying to hold women to a logical standard of how you process things. He just won't be like, oh, damn, that's just not, she didn't mean that. <laughs> he just won't be like, oh, she didn't mean that. I mean. You see his brain just misfire? <laughs> just like, <laughs> like, nah, she, she means it, though. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, but I'm taking that shit face value right there. <laughs> huh. Maybe he right. You think you need to date just a little bit more, right? Just a you ain't oh, gotta no, fuck I'm him, okay? With, I'm fine with dating. It's just yeah, like you ain't gotta the, fuck the, him. The, but the just I hate, I hate you is a very typical I've had it before, but it's just like I've always asked why. No. Uh, it's like, why do you hate me? That's that doesn't like that's such a wild swing in emotions. And then y'all talk and y'all are fine, right? Yeah. But she sure. did, and then she explained why she hated you, right? Yeah, but at that okay. point, I mean, but, but, but so at that point, that just leads to me not making, taking your words seriously. Why? Because you don't know how to use the right words for the right situation. No, that, no, that's what she meant. She hated you and then explained to you why she hated you. You just don't like that she went to that extreme level of emotion. It's just like, oh, I mean, that's very possible. It's just like, no, why are we using this word? It's just like, all right, I hate you. Well, I'm going to substitute that in. Well, stop it. You hate me. Well, stop it. (laughs) It's just like, maybe I just just continuously sub in like, I hate you. I'm upset with you. 
Okay. <laughs> why are you upset with me? That's a level. <laughs> it's like, why That's are you a upset? Level. <laughs> that is a whole ass level. You got to change it. You don't see an upset, but upset. And then when she tell you she hates you, she's definitely way more upset. This is like, like probably hurt her feelings. At that point, you could just say, "I hurt my, you, hurt my feelings," and we could have got to the situation like three words ago. <laughs> we could have got that three words ago. If we, that's not how immature women operate. If you find a mature lady, a mature lady, she's probably still gonna tell you she hates you. Maybe, but she won't do it all the time. <laughs> Every no, time she I gets mean, upset, she won't say it, but I mean, I can understand out of well, sheer frustration that you have no other way to articulate what you mean. It's in just a like, heated ah. moment when you're angry, I'm not saying nothing won't happen, but I'm saying for the most part, if she can't get her words together, she still got some growth to do. Not saying that, like I said, you can win most battles, but you can't win all them fucking battles. Well, see, I think that, like, even if she's a mature woman, mm-hmm. that is able to like communicate and things like that. I'm pretty sure there's just going to be times where you frustrate her to the point where she's like, I hate you. Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, you so, can win most battles, but, but you're not take, winning all the battles. I don't ever take that seriously. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just she like, do. so that means you look at me, I hate you. That's cute. Anyway, <laughs> what do you want? Like, what do you want me to do about it? That is a in, I cannot act on that. Mm-hmm. That's so what fair. actionable thing do you want me to do? Well, you said something that really hurt my feelings. Did I? <laughs> what? That's, not a, that's not a question, Charles. You don't get the question now. Did I? What? But did so I know? Did you say something that hurt your feelings? Yeah, did, you, I did I is not the appropriate response. Well, did I is me like retrospectively looking at back at what I you said. You say that quietly to yourself. You can't say that to them. Did oh. I? I vocalize it a lot more on the show than I would in real life. Okay, that's what I'm <laughs> It's just Did like, because I'm amongst friends here. Yeah. Whereas me, me say, like, I would just look up in the air as just like, this is what I said. That that hurt your feelings? That's not right. No, that, would you, so if, do you vocalize that hurt your feelings? What do you actually vocalize? But so far, everything I feel like you vocalize. <laughs> like, like, did you hurt? Did I hurt your feelings? Can she no, say yes? <laughs> yeah. Already said. Not like. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Of course, she already said you hurt my feelings. Oh, okay. Why the fuck are we asking again? I was <laughs> just trying to figure <laughs> out what I said because okay. I see a lot of things. So me figuring out the particular <laughs> thing that hurt your feelings. Why not just ask what did I do to hurt your feelings? And allow them the agency to tell you instead of like thinking about the thing and be like, oh, that's not something that should hurt your feelings. Like, was that? Was it this? Was it this? I'm just pure. Yeah, you called me this and said this. Nah. <laughs> what did I do to hurt your feelings? Gotta probably did I? It is get the solution over quicker. Because you're going to play Blue's Clues through all the shit that you said. It's just like, well, see, the thing is, it's just like, wait, when did you say that? Oh, such and such and such a day. I can't believe you said that. Huh. Yeah, why are we doing this? Maybe we should do a whole retrospective of the mean things that I said. No, no, you should just ask. (laughs) She probably just let skate. And then she's going to tell you what you did to hurt her feelings. And then you tell her you didn't mean to hurt her feelings. Because it's probably you didn't mean to. I, I don't mean, do anything to them meaningfully. I don't necessarily that hurt apologize feelings. for my actions all the time because I mean I did what I wanted to do, but I didn't intend to hurt your feelings. Like that was not like my goal or my 
what I was out and that's seeking not what to I do. sought to do. Yeah, I no. never actively seek out to hurt your feelings. Like, who would do something like that? A monster. But I did have to learn to not be like you because I used to be like, that shouldn't hurt your feelings. And then I had to come to the conclusion. Well, I didn't come to the conclusion. Somebody told me that you don't get to tell other people how they feel. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. You're just going to question that shit. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get to question But I'm trying to figure either. out why you feel that way. You don't. Yeah, so you, you don't can get to ask why. It. But it you just don't get is. to ask questions or like, you. no, you don't get to ask why. You get to ask, what did I do? And, well, what, and what about that triggered? Yes. But why? I would say like, yes and no about that because it's like the why sometimes matters a lot of times more than a what. No, see, because, that's what, no, so what did I do? Try, and I'm, what about that triggered you? Because asking what triggered you is is a why, but if you ask someone, why are you upset? That is see, rude. See, the way you've just been acting around that is just going to upset someone. <laughs> it's just like, yes. the way you why brought that, that up. Hurt, why are you upset? Why did that hurt your feelings? Soft ass. <laughs> why, why did that hurt your feelings? It, What's it, going on? The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something other than why <laughs> is like, what you need to ask them. But it's like, oh, uh, I mean, see, the thing is, it's just like, I don't know. It was the conversation that I guess you had, we had like a few weeks ago. It was just like, why you keep on dealing with these fixer-uppers that you can, you can basically look down upon? It's just like, oh, uh, I'm always out here fixing something. No, no, no. Someone, something. Kevin Sullivan said, stop doing that. He said, you need to cheat. If you're a high value man. All right. I don't see. That's the thing. No, that I think that's dumb. You need to cheat. If I feel like I need to cheat, I'm just going to remove myself from the situation. I get what he's saying. It's pretty much your set. You, he's saying that you need to teach her that you're more valuable than she's mm, be, than you're being treated. Not and you're leveraging your situation or basically uh, keeping her ass on her toes. It's just uh, like, there's always somebody out there better than I am. But I can go get somebody else. You know how much it, Demonstrate that, cheat. Well, I don't. There's always somebody out there courting me. But see, that's the thing. Y'all keep saying that we are emotional when clearly that is an emotional decision. Y'all keep going based off of your feelings to just cheat. I feel that I deserve this, so I can go fuck somebody else. I don't think that's. How is that not based off of a feeling? Oh, no, no, I wasn't saying that. But you were saying like we're so weird. We don't have accountability. Because we're emotional. But why don't men get to have that accountability when they get to just fuck anybody they want? Just because their bank account look a certain way. That's based off a feeling. If you feel like you can fuck somebody else just because you make enough and then she has to sit there and be okay with it. I think you misunderstood Mm -hmm. me. I wasn't saying that I agree with the actual going through on cheating. What I was saying that I understand him saying is that... (sighs) But my thing is, men don't have accountability as well. Especially if we think that just because they make a certain amount, they can do whatever they want. But clearly niggas don't make a certain amount and they still feel that they can do whatever the fuck they oh, want. Oh, Kevin Samuels is probably still paying alimony to two different wives. I don't know. I don't know if that's fair. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not saying that's not fair. Um, I don't know if that's true. I would say... Um, accountability comes from self and society. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of being accountable for self, no. Yeah, men don't men have it. Aren't really accountable for sexual self, but 
we have no control over how society judges us for that. And society has also decided that us being promiscuous is acceptable. So, Like, women have decided that. But they also decided that women don't have to be accountable for their emotions because they're just so emotional. That's true. Society and men have decided that, that uh, women are too emotional and they don't have to be accountable for that. And they can just say whatever the fuck they want out their fucking mouths. Oh, yeah, no. So (laughs) I think that there's different levels of accountability that are issues for both. I just more so, I guess, agree with if you're working relatively hard and you're focused and regardless of what you're doing, whether you're, it's your nine to five and you were ambitious and you're doing your other things, I think that the other person, the person that you're with should should match that. Mm-hmm. And I think inside of matching that, there is a reality of, hey, we're both going to meet other people that we could have our pick from. We're both at this level. Yep. So is he advocating that just y'all both at this level, we could just invite anybody in because we're at this level? It's not necessarily inviting anybody in. It's, you know that if, since, since you on your shit, you got your business, you got your stores and everything like that, and you making money and your partner's doing the same thing, you know that you could go out and get another partner that is equally matched to you just like that if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So if your partner right now is not doing those things, that is the reality. I can replace you. Mm-hmm. You are not re- irreplaceable. So that's more so what it is. It's not necessarily inviting other people. It's the reality of if you're not going to meet the standards of the person that you're with, you can be replaced. And so in the terms of the women that are generally, what he would say is are not high value women. I'll leave that up to anybody else to determine and judge. Um, It's all about um, them having to acquiesce because Yes, you keep all the women that come to his show that at least that I've seen they say, I want a high value man. Yeah. But what do you bring to the table that is also high value? Mm-hmm. So if you're not a high value woman, then no, you don't necessarily have the pick of another high value man litter. That's not the playground that you operate in. So you have to play by the rules of which you can't you go to the Hyundai dealership yeah. to get a Ferrari. You can't. And if you only got Hyundai money, but you found this Ferrari and this Ferrari and you can get in it and you got the finance, you got this Ferrari. Cool. That don't mean that you are capable of just going out and getting another Ferrari, though. It means you had a good situation and you got this Ferrari. It don't necessarily mean that it's always going to be a good situation. So if you're not doing all the maintenance and everything that you need to do to keep the Ferrari, why is it, how is that Ferrari going to stay working? Or why would that person stay? Why would you stay with a nigga that is not as ambitious as you, not focused as much as you, and not doing anything on any other level to say, all right, well, I'm not necessarily focused on a work side like you are, but I'm ambitious in spiritually or somewhere else that I can provide to be like equally yoked as you. 
Mm-hmm. If they're not that, why wouldn't you go out and be like, well, I don't have to settle for you, sir. Hey, dude, all so, you do is work part-time I don't at Wendy's. Think that is, I smoke think that weed he and play PlayStation. mostly about high-value men because most of the people that call into his show are women asking mm-hmm. about high-value men. But when I've heard him speak to women that are high value or have all their shit, he says the exact same thing. You have the options. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's for him, it's as shitty as it sounds, is if you make the money and you have all of the cachet and the societal status, then you have the power, the platitude to do whatever you want. Unless you're with someone else that is also of that same status. But generally, you don't see too many power couples like that. Like it's usually one is like on a lower level. I'm stripped in the other one, yeah. regardless of the given situation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what was a power couple situation. I guess most long term um, relationships are let's like celebrity long term relationships are usually when they were with someone that it's not necessarily famous, but when they meet another famous person that is equally as powerful as them, they don't like that. Right, because usually these, will just say, these type of men that have it, they usually choosing somebody that's probably way younger, fitter, prettier, whatever the fuck, then I'm not saying those women that call in are like that, but... But shit, that's what the women do, like... <laughs> they uh... call in and then they have these aspects that these men are looking for because they don't want to be in competition with a lady, usually. Whitney I don't think Houston nobody wants to be in that. Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. My run was in his 20. What he used to was uh, is at least 10 to 12, 13 years older than this nigga. Right. Was whole cougar that situation up? But you, but she has someone that was mentally on a lower level. So if you, sure, you make music, little nigga. But <laughs> you can't keep pace with me yeah, on a mental on a, level yeah. like that. So yeah, it's always when someone has power, Mariah they generally go. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and then recognize that Nick Cannon was actually a mogul and was like, this isn't going to work for us. Mm. And shit, she was with the billionaire and then was like, mm, I don't like this. We don't work together. And then sued the nigga for wasting her time <laughs> and won. <laughs> That's hilarious. But this is what I'm saying about people who both have power. This is how they operate. So I don't think that it's intrinsically only high-valued men. I think that he speaks about high-valued men because most of the women call him asking about that, but I think it's just the way that high-valued people operate. Mm-hmm. If I have all the options and you don't meet my criteria, then sure, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Like Jennifer Lopez will drop a dude in like the Jennifer fraction Lopez of a second. Jennifer Lopez has dropped and pick up, picked up A-Rod for years. They've been <laughs> in engagement but not getting married forever. Oh, no, they're, they're not... Apparently they're not together anymore. But it's just like, but but she always keeping them engaged. But that's what they be doing. They (laughs) they get engaged. She probably just got like a finger that's inside of her fitting room and just like, yes, yes. You can't keep engagement rings. Oh, do you don't get to keep your engagement ring? It is not a gift. Mm. It is something contingent on you and us getting married. So if we don't get married... Give me my shit. Oh, you're back. talking about Tony personal. Yeah, he's talking about no. himself. No, my mom says she's kept plenty of engagement rings. <laughs> them bad most boys. people don't know because most dudes don't want the back. They're not really oftentimes a returnable object. Now, legally, you can have every single stance inside of the world, 
But personally, a lot of dudes don't work the back. Yeah, I'm telling you about the audience engagement ring she kept and sold them afterwards. Because what the fuck was she going to do with these things? How many engagements did your mama break off? My mother off? told me so many. Like, I don't know. She should, like, this was back in the 70s, too, when she was like, yeah, niggas would just give me a credit card to go to Golden Sachs. Where the fuck? Sachs Fifth Avenue. <sighs> Bitch, if you don't teach me your way. Yeah, most, class, <laughs> yeah most, most courts classify an engagement ring as a conditional gift. It's a contractual thing. Yeah, so they could have got their ring back. These niggas just... It was like, nah, just keep it. And I was like, oh, right. Well, yeah, if they say it, just keep it. Tony's not saying that. Give me my shit. <laughs> <laughs> this legally belongs to me. If you don't give, give me my it. shit, I'm going to take you to court. Give it back, bitch. Yeah, you I already that. sold it. Oh, well, I guess we'll see you <laughs> I'm going to see you in court. Fuck <laughs> you for it. I'm about to get this bread from that. You tripping. Yeah, I'm not marrying ass. Give me my yeah, shit back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not my fault that I changed my feelings, but it is your fault that you sold it. It's so yeah, bad. He'll give it to another bitch. And like you that. sold it Look, before you even one. told me you were breaking off the engagement. This yeah, was well. premeditated as fuck. Yeah, no, you can't sell my engagement. No, no, no. That's my engagement ring. I gave this to you with the say hey will you marry me you said yes so I had this to you <laughs> but when I you never said, said you could have when it when you said no I don't I want to marry you back. Like, give me back my fucking ring give me your hand it's like what does yeah. it mean so no but I don't think that cheating if that's the thing I don't yeah. think that just obviously cheating is what you should be doing but I do think that making your partner aware of hey this is what my standard is mm-hmm. and there are plenty of people out here that I can go and that are going to meet this standard mm. I don't necessarily I mean as I think as you level up I think that the amount of people in that are is probably lower and lower and lower because it's like I need people who can stick with my lifestyle so what's your lifestyle I need somebody who can run 20 miles a day with me and like travel six months out the year yada 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 all this other stuff and i need them to be able to maintain their entire business in that way there aren't that many people who can do shit like that mm-hmm. well no see i wouldn't want someone to have to like set up their life like me but you have to if that's what i'm doing and that's what allows me to like maintain my success and be ambitious and grow whatever company we're um running at the moment then i also want you to be equally doing whatever it is if your company is inside the city or if you're teaching or you're a nurse or you're a doctor i need you to be working towards being like the nurse that trains all the other nurses i need you to be like actively pursuit of something like if you just go to work come home and watch tv i don't know what we have to talk about outside of like what you didn't like about work i don't understand why people so many people that's another thing that i think americans need to stop doing bringing work home with you everything that's out of work your cultures than we have it's just like in like japan it's just like they don't actually put what you do as a qualifier to who you are even though they have like that in this book you really do i'm not joking i'm not saying you want me to read it? No, no it's not necessarily. Damn. But stop bringing... <laughs> no. <laughs> stop, bring, stop bringing your work home with you, people. I think that's one of the main things. That now, you talk about depressed. workaholics and how it's just really like a deep underlying anxiety. Like, you just really don't think you're good enough to, for the things that you want. And another book I read, Woman's Reality, 
she's talking about how workaholics think work your work becomes your lover. This fucking never fulfilled jealous lover who just always wants your attention. So it's really like I said, what did technology really get to us other than just like you get to work more and be more productive? But then you forget my things that like. I mean, technology doesn't make you work more. But it damn I sure like enable it. it. Yes, it enables it. But I it like ab- perspective, but I also dislike it. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like everybody who says workaholic always speaks about it as if the people don't derive enjoyment from the work purely in itself. And so I guess that's why I rail against it. So yeah, if you don't derive any enjoyment from just the act, then sure, being a workaholic is terrible because you're just trying to, you're just running the rat race at that point. Mm-hmm. You're always anxious of, oh, if I don't work this hard, maybe I won't be able to get this new house or I won't be able to stay here. Or I won't be able to pay this car note or I won't be able to pay my insurance and shit like that. Like, yeah, you're always just like trying to cover everything and just like spazzing out. But I think, like, if you just actively enjoy doing what you're doing and that just happens to also be your work, I think that it's it's less like workaholic because you're not really doing it to cover for all these things. You're just doing it out of the enjoyment. So I think. But I guess, like, just from my personal thing, even though I enjoy what I do, the moments where I need to chill out and then finding myself that I could not chill out because yes, it's fun. Yes. I want to find like all these things, like it's the thrill of the hunt really. But then when it's time for me to rest hard to turn off, well, why, why do I feel like I need to check this and check this and check this and check this, even though it's enjoyable. Because people don't compartmentalize things enough. But why should you have to compartment? Well, maybe you do. I don't know. But my point is when I've been there to be like, okay, now I'm in this mode where I'm really anxious that I'm not going to make it on my own. And though I enjoy this, I'm not putting it in the place that it needs to be where I need to take the time out. At what point was I hiding in behind? Like, I got to work this hard. I got to work this hard, even though I enjoyed it. And then still couldn't find time to be like, well, resting is great too. And I'm not saying I face this now because I had to learn that lesson. But Hiding that anxiety behind, I gotta work all the time, even though it's something enjoyable. It's something that I would be like, well, that's the question that I had to face. So I just, I've been there. I just kind of feel like people need to have things that are purely separated from work, mm-hmm. and it's clearly separated from work. Like, I am very judicious of not making my hobbies, my jobs inside of certain places. Yeah. So I've already known that the way I consume music is was heavily tinged because I actually DJed. So mm-hmm. it's like that affected the way I approach music and the way I did th- did things. And it probably changed the way I consume music for the rest of my life. And now that I do a podcast about anime, it is less it is more ritual. And I am kind of I have to do this. And it's not saying that watching anime isn't necessarily enjoyable, but it isn't. But it's like kind of subtract to like, oh, I have to like now you got to think like when we was talking about the music podcast, that was one of the things I had trouble with. Like, I'm not about to be pumping out reviews on albums, but I could talk about something that was more meaningful, like five albums that changed your life. Now you got to think about it like you just really can't enjoy it. Now it's like 
how it's did just, I turn this into a like you said a job? Now that I gotta think about this. Like, <sighs> I mean, like with Sam's, we don't always we only do album reviews now when there's kind of stuff that we really actually want to look listen to. Mm-hmm. Luckily, this time we had we did Corvette Coupe, and then last week I think we did the Benny the Butcher album. But that means there was two weeks that they were consecutive. But like this week has been this month this year has been not great for albums in general as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. So there was weeks when we just weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of important in the way that we interact with stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, and there's also things that I, there's media that I consume that I don't talk about or do any, uh, talk about anything with. Like reading books. Mm-hmm. Reading books is something that I don't frequently talk about. I read a lot of night novels. I read a lot of fantasy stuff. Like, yeah, I do speak about those things probably because sometimes on uh, not Sam's late night palette. Late night palette. We randomly talk about what we've been talking about creatively, or like magic systems, or just because it's applicable to kind of nerdy stuff. But still, not really. It hasn't really like imparted that on that. Like I am probably I got to start my entire outline for my light novel series. That's something mm-hmm. I have to do. I have to start my world web, which is what I like to call it, and what kind. Tony does on fire. Campfire. Campfire. There we go. But I got to do the same thing because there's stuff I got to do in our organizations I got to build out and flesh out. And then I also have stuff like D&D and stuff like that that have nothing to do with any of the things that we do. I don't know. I guess <clears throat> it's kind of different for me. Like, I have to watch all the anime or listen to the albums, but it don't ever feel like work for me. Mm. Um, I would probably be watching them anyway. Cause, but y'all know how I consume content, though. Yes. So I'm just a natural like. You're gonna be blasting music, probably watching some random anime anyway. Yeah. So, so. I'm gonna be listening to music, watching anime, just consuming an egregious amount of content in a day. But that's just generally how I. I operate, so it never really feels like work because it was just, before I was doing it for a show, I was doing this and just having the information. So now I just do it and talk about it. So it doesn't, it's never really like taking me off of like what I used to do before because I guess maybe if I didn't engage with anime on like a theory level and like a world building level and things like that then maybe now having to speak about it and like judge and articulate things like that for a review would be more um taxing but i was already like looking at the one piece world or naruto um the ninja world and just looking at different nuances and like just just actually like analyzing it from a critical standpoint, even just like for my own fun. So it none of it feels like work for me. Maybe the album review, but even that is I listen to it. I'm going to listen to music. Yeah. So and then most of the albums that I suggest are just I've, already in your library. Already probably. in my li- library. And I have either a pretty good feeling about it or I've heard it. At least once over, and I'm like, this would probably be a pretty good one for us to review. And so, 
it doesn't ever really bother me. It's never like we pick. Maybe if we forced ourselves to do a album review every week and had to pick whatever album came out new, we just have to pick one and that's the one we're going to do. That's what we were doing. Well, I it never got that bad. No, because the previous year we were doing next week, I, I'm very good at curating it still. We had a queue of albums that we could review. Yeah, but... If we just force ourselves to the grind, like all right, if we even if we don't have an album that we want to review, we're going to review one of these. That would feel like work to me. Yeah. We don't ever make it into something that it shouldn't be. I guess we don't ever force it. Yeah. So I guess when I feel like I'm forcing something, then we'll probably, probably have to have another conversation where I feel like, oh, this is an issue. But I don't feel like sitting down and watching all the anime that I'm going to watch is forcing because. If I didn't watch that, I'd literally sat here and watched the entirety of JoJo. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable or, for no reason. It's 36, 39, 40 episodes. That's at least body, 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 five to six hours worth of content. Yeah. I just sat there and watched it all. I didn't have a reason to. I was just like, you know, I'm going to watch this series. And so I did. So for me, watching anime is just something that I naturally enjoy doing. So... It's just the way ones. I would consume it. Probably will be a bit different. It will be a lot. Consume it slower. Yeah, or there would just be large swaths of times where I do random catch up stuff. Like, oh, I haven't watched any, I haven't watched any of the new stuff in three weeks. I would just sit down for oh, a day. Yes, and you know, just... I've always stayed current. I always current, but I'm always watching other random shit. So, for like I said, I'm always been doing this. So for me, it's it's never felt like work. So I guess that's why I have a hard time understanding where it's like, hmm, sometimes you don't feel like doing this. Well, then you don't do it. Like, sometimes you don't feel like listing stuff and taking pictures that day. Yeah, but I got to. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah. But I have to. And in order to keep up with things, like, it's not really an option when I don't have. Like, there's days where I don't because I'm just like, all right. I'll take it, but most of the time, you got to keep up with it. But I mean, there are some times but, I'm just like, mm. but exactly. But there are times when you can choose. Hey, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, but that's it. So, like, when it don't feel like, but even then, I think. But I guess maybe selling stuff isn't necessarily like your true passion. No, it's not. And so I had that revelation. Probably, I was yeah, in the shower. Was, I'm like. I don't want to do this shit today. And then I thought back, you had that same attitude when you worked yeah, a regular employment job. Stuff is what you like so to do. So I was do. like, bitch, it don't really matter. None of this shit, like, like before I put so much clout into thinking like owning my own business will solve well, no, this I, emotional. I didn't know it at the time, but it will solve all of my problems or solve the bigger problems. And it didn't because I still had those feelings where I'm like, I don't want to do this shit today. Yo, fuck this. Yo, fuck my boss for real. Like, <laughs> bitch, you are your boss. Who the fuck you think you talking to? You and then it hit me like, oh, I understand. Because I remember my teachers was talking about, well, if you go to work and you feel like you own the place and run the place, you know, how is that going to differ for if you were someone? Because, you know, he self-employed itself he was like it's all about how you approach a thing and how you feel a thing if you just know like this is your domain and you just live it for what it's worth you won't be so stressed out thinking like the grass is always greener on the other side because what happened when you do get to that point and it's like oh this was like not a letdown but also like oh 
now I'm searching for the next hit or high or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, I get it now. It's a fucking rat race. If anybody thinking that business is going to solve anything other than whatever you have to deal with. I just want what I'm producing or what I'm doing to be somewhat fulfilling. If it's not fulfilling. But this is fulfilling for me too. It is. Like, I enjoy shopping. That's the feeling, I guess. But but you also have to deal with the listing and the reselling and and I'm sure whenever we come to our creative pursuits, we get to deal with a whole bunch of shit that we didn't realize we had to do to maintain it. Oh but yeah. But I'm just saying, like now I'm really like, oh, I get it. But I guess that comes back to the subtle art of not giving a fuck, mm-hmm. where he said you have to pick the pains that you want, mm-hmm. and maybe listing things and taking pictures. And doing that isn't the pain that you want, but the pain of maybe like doing a thousand edits on a draft for a script that for a movie you're about to shoot is a pain that you are tolerate and you'll take gladly. So I think that it is... I will, but I'm also not in the mindset anymore that if I get to that point, I've somehow made it and all my woes have been gone away just because I'm at oh, that yeah, point. Oh, yeah, it's not going to suddenly fix everything oh, no, because you that. did a thing. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And that's I never think, really going to give you any real satisfaction. And I think that's more what they were talking about with workaholics because, like I said, I've been there and I really thought, like, achieving these goals was going to really help me. And then I was faced with myself yet again, like... I've been, like I'm saying, like nobody can tell me shit. Like I've been holy hell poor. I've been married. I've dated a pretty wide spectrum of men. I've tried to go to another state to escape myself. I've tried to go to the fucking mountains. You try to do every single. I've done everything that every day, like except for go to college. Like I went to community college for like three months. That was over with. I've done everything except for deal with me for real. Like I've been actively doing it, but for real to get to the, like the true nitty gritty of what my problem was. And I was faced with that a couple months ago and it's still something I'm working through. None of this has solved it. So I'm letting y'all know. I mean, I'm going to be the realest of the real. I'm going to tell everybody community college just feels like kind of extended high school going to four year college and going to community college feel like two totally different Yeah, that's things. why I didn't put that as the main thing like I've done pretty much everything except for like go to college get oh no degree. it's just like there are people who go to community college to, fe- to get a metric of whether or not they actually like college mm-hmm. and for me Tri-C always kind of felt like oh this is kind of like this is kind of like going to college and I went to four year college and I was like yeah <laughs> it's just like I'm basically out here on a whole nother island and I can completely and totally reinvent myself where at community college, there's a bunch of people who yeah. I know you like, or at least it was for me. And it's just like it, my entire group basically followed me there. Yeah. So what you do is not who you are. And that's something that that's your work is not a totality. It's just what you writing just expresses what I am on the inside. It doesn't mean that. I am a writer and this is what I do. I mean, this is like my identity and I had to really set my work apart from my identity. That's not, I'd write, that's it. (laughs) Hopefully it makes me money, but that's not who, that's not who I am. Just, yeah, what I do don't define who I am. And I had to really learn that. Well, no, I think that, um, I can't say that what I do doesn't, isn't, it, Okay, no, what I do doesn't define who I am, but all the things that I do are aspects of who I am. Yeah. And so I try to, I guess, nourish nourish them all equally or in the way that I guess feels the most like, 
beneficial to me and like honest. And so I think that's kind of what's allowed me to avoid feeling like that workaholic where it's like, all right, I get this and then now I've made it. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like anxious and that like trepidation because I guess one, I don't ever feel like I've made it and I, I, I enjoy that because it always makes me, I guess, more appreciative of what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. But no, I would never want to be a workaholic the way that you've described it, where it's like clearing that hurdle is is the is satisfaction, but then you have to just clear another hurdle, and that's all you got left. Yeah, because what of your are you life. really doing it for? Like, aren't you creating these things so you can live this life that you you know dream of or whatever? Like, because I see a lot of those people make it to the apexes of their job, and it's just like, I'm at the top. There's no more hurdles at the clear. And going back to the high value man thing, I used to be under the impression that I would be okay with somebody stepping out, even if they did make buku more dollars than me. I used to be under the impression that that would be okay with me. Now I'm just like, no, because I feel like we put men at the standard to be financially successful, but then they suck at everything else in life. They don't have they mental together. They ain't going through the work to even delve into that inside themselves to be like, well, just because I make a hundred million dollars, I mean, I get to step out on my fucking wife. Like <laughs> you don't even got that mentality. Be like, well, why would I want to hurt her like that? Just because you make that amount of money. And I'm not saying all of them do. If you have a lot of money, then maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like you have like really good intentions to be like, I have a lot of money. I really love my wife. And I just want to, this is what I wanted to do. I'm sure there's a plenty of men out there like that. <laughs> but also like, I used to be under pressure. I'm like, no, nah, if I got to sacrifice, I used to think like if you make fifty thousand a year and be like, listen, babe, I want to take care of you. I want to provide for you, but I can't do everything now. If you could take care of like your hair and nails and shit like that, while I save up in just in case we have an emergency, that's cool. Um, but I really want to give this to you. That would mean the world to me, as opposed to like I make six figures a year and I'm out here doing what the fuck I want to do because I'm more powerful than you. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Like I make $600,000 a year in Ohio. I can put yeah, my dick, I can put wherever, my dick I wherever I want. want. Bitch, I come on whenever I want. You ain't got no say. I'm like, that is not important to me no more. Like my security, I can give that to myself. Thanks. I've, I've, yeah, I've cleared that. that. <laughs> I'm going to go out to the pool house I've and that's where my mistress going to live and you going to live in yeah, here. Yeah, no, we got to. Uh, I don't want a man to be financially successful and then suck everywhere else. That's definitely, and she put it beautifully and I couldn't figure out for years, like, well, not for years, but like it changed. I used to think that was okay. Like, oh yeah, totes. I'd be fine with that. I'm like, no, I'm not (laughs) fine with that. If you come with that, I'm not coming with that. I I think I got that from the, um, the settle hard and not giving a fuck book. Yeah. It's like, there's a freedom in being committed to something. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, him actually, like, articulating, like, the freedom of being in a committed relationship and yeah. being married and, like, not having any the of the trepidation of, like, how they feel and the freedom to know that, hey, this is how me and her operate. Mm-hmm. And I can go do this and take care of these things because I know that this is how me and her operate. And I don't have to guess about that. I don't have to think that, hey, maybe this is going to cause some issue with that. But you can't get that or get to that level if you're not committed to someone. Because you're not, or to something, you're not going to know all those nuances. Like, so there's a level of like freedom in being committed to something for a long period of time. And so I, I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me where it's like, you don't necessarily allow yourself the ability to like dive in and really deeply learn and invest in something 
if you're not committed to it. If you start, yeah, so you just fucking sporadically everywhere. You don't really know what you want if you're just everything sounds like a good idea, bitch. If you don't narrow this shit down, this is not cool for anyone involved. And everything uh, sounds like a good idea. No, I also wouldn't listen to an image consulted about relationships. I was just about to ask that question: Is he qualified? I think he got. I'm not saying this defines him as who he is, but I'm just saying he do got two marriages under his belt. He owed child support at one point. Like, is that does this qualify this man to give marriage advice? I mean, or just it depends a upon the reason why he actually got divorced. Mm-hmm. I'm not every everyone is. I don't know the particulars of his marriages, and I don't know why. It's like the assumption is probably everyone believes that Kevin Samuel probably like cheated on his wife or something like that. Yeah, we can just assume that. It's just it's assume just, it's Kevin's fault. Because that's the way I've been assuming that most go people. Towards, yeah. Because that's the most <laughs> when people actually have over that critique. Well, he's been divorced twice, right? So it's it's just like, well, you've been divorced twice. You're the only common thing inside of both of those divorces. Probably you. <laughs> But it could have been both of his wives could have cheated, so on and so yeah. forth. But that also brings in the, the to question his entire evaluation, or it, is the way he evaluates women based off the fact based on his prior two failures? Because you have that to, come in play, right? Yes, yeah, like you kind of got to get some experience in order to evaluate things. And now that you feel like I've been through this twice, yeah. I see I fell for like the like the the stereotypical love stuff. And I know fundamentally now that that doesn't work. And this is more of a financial. Yeah. It wouldn't be fair for us to say like, he not a little bit jaded just from his own situations, which, you know, that's going to come into factor. I mean, it's only fair that it do. Qualified. You think so? Oh, we'll make someone qualified. We'll make someone not qualified. Mm, a fundamental lack of experience and an applicable experience or the it has shown that you do not have the capacity to learn how to operate. You know, there's 25 year old life instructors, life coaches. I, I don't believe inside majority of these positions that exist to begin with. Like I'm a life coach. No, no, no. You ain't had no life. Yeah. They're 25. What life coaching are you doing at 25? You <laughs> haven't lived life. You were a teenager seven years ago. I mean, well. Well, now you bring that up. So how did that make him qualified if he was like, how does that make him qualified using that I mean, based on gave? my metric it, at that point, you're not, you shouldn't be a life coach until you hit 70. Are you saying it's okay for him to have <laughs> that job, what? but it don't necessarily mean he's 100% right? I think that he's qualified to speak about it just like anybody else is qualified to speak about it. That's true. Um, I think he's also qualified to speak about it because people give him credence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like They keep asking. The, <laughs> it's like he's being peer-reviewed and people keep coming back. Okay. If your peers are, if you put this out in the public, it's not like he said it in secret and then we like, oh, we caught you saying this and we don't fuck with it. No, he said out in the open. Everybody talk about it and then go right back to him and say, what else you got to say? So uh-huh. clearly y'all are peer reviewing this and coming back for more. So seems I mean, like that's where the sensationalism kind of helps him out. Because mm-hmm. it's like, 
people he is going to get a lot more traffic and if people say like dislikes are bad but they're really not because ultimately it gives them it gives him a method of like some of his views a lot of things that he get because a lot of things that he that you see seven kevin samuels or a lot of his views are from women who don't like him right and my fundamental thing is for people who don't like him you probably should not you just probably should not consume the content yeah that's fucking you shouldn't help him you shouldn't make these videos where you quote him because then people will seek it out and for do and then for dudes who don't like you they're gonna gravitate towards him it's just like like uh mr oh dude that nobody likes who cheated on his wife uh what's the old, old boy's name the one that did the video, video about himself cheating and reacting we talked to were you here for this i don't think so Oh, you missed the Brandon Jennings. Mm-hmm. I think that's what his name is. Yeah. That was what did he do? All right. Uh, so he is like the opposite of a Kevin Samuels. He was really hard on men about like. Y'all need to be better. Be accountable. Be, be accountable to women. Um, oh, that fucking dude. But <laughs> I know you're talking about. No, I was there for that, but not there there for that. Uh Oh, when he brought his wife on with the yep. bonnet. And he yeah. was holding it. What the fuck is like... his name? Derek Jackson. Derek, okay, there it is. Okay, yeah. That was the scandal. <laughs> How, nigga? And then not like just one, like, oh, we've made a mistake, and this was a few years ago. He was actively still smashing these hoes. And because he was out here valuing them cheeks. <laughs> and then he brought his wife on. She looked so uncomfortable trying to say, like, yeah, we totally on this one together. Uh, bro you ain't got nothing to say no <laughs> well i just find it funny because he records all of his car basically almost everything from his car so it's like this is the most low somebody said oh that, that shit makes sense now this nigga was on his way to cheat making these videos <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad what i don't know why it's in dutch <laughs> that's what it that's the subtitle there now, is this nigga qualified still to talk about what he was saying? Yeah, he qualified, uh, but should he be doing it? I mean, he it? values women. Do he? Yeah. In he, what way? He is actively pursuing them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pursue something that you don't value. I guess, but like, even then, like, even valuing women, I don't know if women, if men see women as like, because like, he used the term asset and liability. Is that like objectifying us? Is that making us into objects instead of just saying, well. I mean, if you're treating everything as a financial transaction, that's how it treats marriage, then it mm-hmm. makes sense that he's like, you're either an asset, you were going to build my value, or you're a liability, and you're going to decrease my value. Yeah. So inside of that operation, it's just like, are you going to be more of a help or a hindrance? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and honestly, that's how I evaluate most of my relationships, period. Regardless. Really? So I think that's how most people look. I feel like he's still a thing because it doesn't look like his videos have uh, taken a really uh, any type uh, of hit. Dip, dip. Yeah, here, hitting. 232k 70 120 190 97 so i mean it looks like <laughs> tyrese's ex-wife you should not be <laughs> you can't be using michael b jordan in your videos no more nigga you, <laughs> you can't do this anymore move. like move back right honestly <laughs> oh where is it looks right like there. high value man no just keep going left keep going left keep going left i had uh Five reasons why you're meaningfully cheating. Like, the things where he talks about cheating. 
are actually the things that actually do the least amount of a thing on it. Ain't <laughs> nobody it's clicking on like, those videos. <laughs> Don't nobody want his advice on this one. Poor like, Derek. I was four. I mean, ago. that's not poor. Him. He's still ago. clearing 32K. If yeah. we start clearing 32K on our videos, hopefully you'll just say, poor us. <laughs> we, only took, we only got 32K, 32K a, views. A week. Damn. So sad. So sad. Yeah. So I don't we think only make a thousand. Getting canceled was really a thing. Uh, it's oh, never really think, a thing. He's well. Well, first things first. Cancellation doesn't actually exist. Yeah. But no, I think it's like <laughs> women. If it's target audience, it's women. Yes. Why are they still listening to him? I'll forgive him. Oh. Because he's saying that you should value them. If you are all right, but if. No matter what someone's debt does, if you're if they're saying something that you're want to hear, you will conceptualize, separate, segment, do whatever oh, you need to do. Or it could just be entertainment value, and then they don't want to admit like he just entertains me. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. At this point, but it's also funny because basically. I mean, he did a reaction. Because how many of those people actually those are like, let me hear what Derek Jackson will say. I'm going to follow his. I'm I only see this dude shared by women on Facebook. I'm going to follow this. You've never seen no niggas. I don't. Well, no, I've never actively sought him out. Yeah. It's just like, he always just randomly pops up on Facebook. Yeah, it's just like, who is saying this? Listen to him. This is how some, also like, uh, it's. I was about, uh, maybe I was about to say something. I don't know if it was cruel or not, but it's like, it's. <sighs> Just say it. Just I don't even, I'm trying to actually figure out how to articulate what I want to say. So the types of people who I see who are gravitated to this person or the ty- the types of people who in, in nauseam say, I is it weird that I feel like a lot of women or a lot of people say when they want to date someone, they don't actually want to date them. They they like they like the idea of dating someone, but they don't actually want to go through the thing of dating it. Yeah, you it's don't just like, be. I want someone to come and sweep me off my feet in the process Bruh. of sweeping you off your feet. Get the fuck off me. Another revelation I had. <laughs> my friend was sitting behind me and she was like, we was talking about what we wanted. And she was like, I want someone to unconditionally love me. And then I just thought about that, like, but you defeating the purpose of unconditional love because not did you say I wanted to give it back. Like you just want to be loved and you don't want to do any loving. And that kind of goes like, what if the ideal man was here with me right now? What the fuck would I do with him? Probably wouldn't know what to do because I ain't never been in a healthy relationship. It'd probably be some stupid shit because I don't know how to behave. So, yeah. I can get behind that. Oh, it's real weird. So it's like the people who share stuff or say stuff or do anything about that is just like yeah, I think it's dumb. You know what y'all doing? Man. Y'all putting it's like I guess the way I equate it is inside of martial arts when I throw a faint at someone and they completely and totally turtle up. It's just like you're not even ready to be here. Yeah. You enter the ring and you're not ready to get punched. Exactly. Just, <laughs> just like you gotta accept you go get punched if you step really in the race. But it's like one fate. Yeah, like I said, like, I have decided that bologna sandwiches are no longer what I want to eat. I want to eat at buffets every Sunday at 6. 
right. That is, you got to put in the work to eat at the fancy buffet. You got to put in work to eat at the Gucci restaurant, Ash. It's not going to come as easy. You got to be prepared to go to the Gucci restaurant. <laughs> you know what? It's, I find it hilarious because now I'm like conceptualizing a Gucci restaurant. and They got like the Gucci things pressed. It's true. You've like never seen it? Yeah, they got like Gucci like toasts and shit. I watched this vlogger, like her father, like a billionaire, and she her own fashion vlogger, so she's successful in her own right. But she's like, Yeah, I went to the Gucci restaurant. I'm like, bitch, you lying. Fucking Gucci restaurant. All they did it's was just Gucci put restaurant. like a little Gucci thing. They probably just have like Gucci breads to put on things. It's like the little tiny for like thirty dollars, five dollars and shit like that. So I don't know if it's good or bad food, but I'm going. It's about a static pan. I'm going. That's the finesse. I'm going. <laughs> it's just like, they out here finessing y'all on toast. $35 for this toast. because I'm paying that shit, it. especially when I'm balling. We need to create a Louis Vuitton store. Louis, the Louis Vuitton breakfast in bed. It's just like, what is this? This is, Louis, this is Louis Vuitton butter. Yeah. You don't know shit for real. You have to eat this. 20 a slice. See? $20. Yeah. You want to get a whole stick. You get a pad of butter. Yeah, so I can, you can put it on your thing. That's 20. 20 right there. You put on your Louis Vuitton fresh LV toast. Because mm-hmm. see him serving out. Mm. Yeah. This is your Louis Vuitton <laughs> shirt. Yeah. You see the LV? This is a $150 plate. And they're going to take pictures of it and said, y'all ain't got no money for I'm real. I'm going. Yada, I can't. Yada, now yada. I have something and to aspire gonna hold, to. They're going to toss me like three different credit cards to clear that shit. And I'm not going to care because I'm a monster. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Thank you. It's just like. Yeah, we should do that. We should open up all kinds of. You want some Louis Vuitton orange juice? All right. We got to end this show because I have an idea that I want to So this has been Conscious Reconstruction. I'm going to get into some nefarious things with my cohorts. And that's none of y'all business. But make sure you like, subscribe, share. You know, do all of the wonderful things for us. Please and thank you. We out of here. Louis Vuitton Lemonade. Oh, yeah.